This is Andy Thomas from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we discover what it means to be a wholehearted man. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Welcome to Kingdom Pursuits this morning, and Robbie is, as a matter of fact, as I'm sitting here today, Right at this moment, he had just finished up speaking during the conference at the Man Up Conference in uh, Fort Mill at the Morningstar Ministry Campus, and a lot of great things. It's been a great weekend, a great week. God is certainly moving, but Robbie had just spoke, and if you didn't know, right now I'm just lifting him up in prayer. They have safe travel. He is heading back to the Winston area as he will be conducting the wedding for his daughter today who will be getting married. So he has had a busy weekend. So just lifting him up right now and that God will bless that. And I know that they were certainly blessed, the men and women and uh, the kids in there who heard him this morning as he spoke. This morning I've got a my first guest. As I said, it'll be a little different because of people rotating in. Is Sharon, and I think uh, I'm gonna let her introduce herself, and then what? I think you work here. I'm sitting, I think, across from your place of employment. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about it and introduce yourself. Yes. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sharon, and I moved down here from Boston, and I do work down here at a gold shop, gold and silver shop called Kingdom Talents, which is right next door too where the Man Up Conference is being hosted at Morningstar. Yep, and so I have to guess that since you've moved here and you're working on the campus of Morningstar Ministries, it's more than just a job. Yes, actually I had no idea that this would be a door God opened for me when I was down here. Um, I worked in an entirely different area up in Boston and colleges and community college for a number of years, college student ministry, but have been part of Morningstar in terms of conferences for years. So got the call from God to move on down here and um, had met the owner actually at conferences throughout the years. The owners are from England, Martin and Janet Powell, and they used to have a music star in England called Kingdom Talents, which was a music shop. Martin is a world-class musician, actually clarinet concertoist in his 20s for the Royal Academy in, in England. So the Lord had moved them here about 12 years now ago, I think, but they had no idea they would be opening another Kingdom Talent shop, this time focused on silver and gold instead of the music business but martin and i did meet through music i was classically trained my mom was a classical violinist and um so that was is actually through music through doing kingdom music uh, that the door opened to get to know martin and janet and begin to work in his shop wow so amazing how you know when we listen to god god has things in store for us that we had no no idea and and 
I know that last night uh, Nikita says, oh, you got to get Sharon on. And then Robbie also said, you got to get Sharon on. So I've got her. But when I said something last night, what was your reaction? It was, I thought it was going to go drag you in over here. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's not that bad, is it? No, we're, we're good, Robbie. Thank you. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about Kingdom Talents. And you said you're in gold and silver. And if somebody, like, and I'm looking across from, uh, right across from me where the entrance to the business is, roll over your IRA, and that, what, what, how can they get in touch, and what's the, what's the value in doing that? Yeah. Best way to get in touch is just go to the website, www.kingdomtalents.com. It's the easiest way to remember. Um, but yeah, I think especially in this time and age, we hear a lot about the economy, um, a lot about, I see gold and silver ads pop up all the time when I'm watching YouTube or something else. And I think people are looking for a tangible asset right now to in, you know, invest some of their holdings in. We usually look at it in terms of what percentage of your wealth do you want to protect? It's... it's um, and the owner always says, when is the best time to buy in fire insurance? <laughs> and the answer is before the fire, yeah. whenever that is. So I just think we've, you know, we've had a great run with the stock market all these years. But I, anybody who's older than the current generation realizes the numbers aren't adding up. And there's some signs of the economy not looking so good. So gold and silver have been around since the beginning of of time god says the gold and silver is his and so we believe there's a a special blessing on that yeah absolutely and then we sit there and you know, as i was sitting here and then we're talking and we just go about that and so again how would be the just go on the website and yeah on the website so if you're familiar with bullion we're just we're a regular bullion metals dealer uh, we we can sell you any of the regular bullion that's out there for silver gold gold eagles canadian maples but the lord put the vision in the heart to manufacture a talent just like in the bible when the um, the parable of the talents and investing that and so there's a one ounce silver talent that has um, a picture of a dove on it and you know on the back kind of map of the world and kingdoms of this world and then the lion is the design for the gold um, one ounce talent as well as as the tenth ounce talent and so just even symbolically every time I read through the Bible now and hear mention of silver or gold we learn about the redemption of of God with the silver talent and um, the purification and the glory of the Lord and the coming dominion of, of, of the king with the gold talent but, but they're, they're hidden, you know. It's, uh, in the bullion market, you can choose to have a mint mark on your coin or a dragon or a trump or whatever else you like. But a lot of people like our coins, not just for the precious metal value, but because um, it's just a nice dedication to what they want to do, which is steward their wealth and protect it for the kingdom. So yeah, you can go online, you can see pictures, 
the coins you can see prices um, it has our phone number on there that you can place orders and and if you call you will usually get me <laughs> okay, I'm that's in the more reason to just call okay <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back a little bit yeah just step back because part of kingdom pursuits is where we're answering god's call to lead us into ministry as i said i felt like this was a ministry move as much as it was a career move what about that process what what did you think 10 years ago you'd be doing today goodness 10 years ago i probably thought i would be serving internationally you know in a in a different country but in in the business world because I had been in education for quite a while in the intersection of education and business. Um, so I feel like God brought me down here to... Charlotte is a very rich spiritual climate. I've lived in the North all my life. It's very, very different up there. We have a lot of religious freedom down here and just family orientation and other kinds of things that aren't part up there. So I, f- I feel like he... This is actually one part of the country he, I hadn't spent much time in. So I feel like he brought me here to the spiritual mountain and um, to start to make that connection between the family and business mountains, um, stewarding their wealth, leadership, culture, things like that that are going to be important. So I don't know fully what is next for me, but yeah, it's been a very interesting transition. Uh, being down here and much more of a focus on the kingdom yeah absolutely and and you know we sit there and, and think about that and you know the, the gold and the silver and, and part of it as you mentioned you know people can invest in a lot of different areas but when you're able to do it through a christian aspect and a christian slant to it man it's a great opportunity Sharon, great having you this morning i know you have to run across there and get the door opened up and Open for business, uh, go on the website and give Sharon a call. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Kingdom Pursuits, I'm Jerry Mathis. We'll be back in just a few moments. I hope you'll join us. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. I'm Jerry Mathis, and we're uh, live at the Man Up Conference at Morningstar Ministry uh, Campus. And I tell you what, a lot of great things going on. And one of the things that I was just excited about seeing was, and, and this is one of the themes, is fatherhood of the, this conference and stuff. Is where I really think we live in a nation where we have not, as fathers. And I'll also say as grandparents and as aunts and uncles and just parents in general have not really been engaged with our kids. And I think that is really, we're, we're, we're kind of paying the price for that. This morning, uh, I've got Papa Tom with me and also Bill Nugent with me. And we're yes. going to kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, Papa Tom, I think you're first up here. We're going to get uh, a little bit of introduction of yourself okay. and a little bit of what ministry are you involved in. Well, um, I retired from the financial services industry back in 2020 and I came to this area in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina and God moved me from financial services as an industry into media. 
and the first thing he introduced me to was writing children's books. So I'm writing children's books under the title Papa Tom's Tales, A Grandfather's Bedtime Stories. And the theme and mission statement that he gave me was Malachi 4.6, which is at the end of the age, I'll bring the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to their fathers. And uh, I never, I usually don't use the last part of that verse, which is, oh, I'll smite the land with a curse. And um, as that becomes unpacked to me, that's a story of a relationship and connection. And for the first time, I started realizing the biggest problem in America right now is fatherlessness. And that scripture, Malachi 4, 6, deals with that. And I was just listening to a session with Sean Smith there, and he unpacked another piece of it, where he says, I'll, I'll smite the land with the curse. What is the curse? And the curse is the spirit of being an orphan, an orphan spirit. When you're not connected to the Father, you have an orphan spirit. And the orphan spirit is, spiritually speaking, we are not connected back to the Father. And uh, two or three months ago, uh, the Lord revealed to me Malachi 4, 5, which says, these will be the days of Elijah. And it's the second coming, a premise for the second coming, is the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of prophets. And spirits of prophets are there to usher in this connection to overcome the curse, which is the spirit of orphans. And so that evolved into doing a podcast with Charisma Podcast Network out of Orlando, Florida. And that evolved into about a year ago, becoming a radio talk show host on WSIC. Um, news, it's 105.5, 105.9. I know you're at 105.7 yeah. down here, but we're at 105.9 up in the Statesville area, so the northern part of Lake Norman. And through the ownership of that uh, radio uh, show, uh, radio station, WSIC News Talk, I actually met Stu Epperson, Jr. Uh, at a coffee shop in Winston. <laughs> he didn't need coffee, believe me. He didn't <laughs> need coffee. <laughs> but his, uh, his good friend, it turns out, is Mark Sanger, who owns the station. And through Mark Sanger, the connection that I had was to Stu Epperson Jr. So I had met him before he, he gave a speech yesterday, and that was the connection for me sitting here today. Well, good. I'm glad to have you this morning. Also, I have Bill with us and uh, Overcomer Ministries, right? Overcomer Ministries. Yes, Overcomer Ministries. And it's a ministry over the Internet. You know, you can reach the ends of the earth from your desk by going over the internet. I send out articles once per month to opt-in email lists and uh, it, uh, articles on apologetics, which means defending the faith, defending the Christian faith and showing the uh, support for the Christian faith, or miraculous and fulfillment of prophecy. And my background is that I was raised Roman Catholic, went to Catholic parochial school, became extremely devout as a little boy, as a Catholic little boy. But I developed an interest in dinosaurs in the second grade, and I studied dinosaurs, and I was exposed to evolution. See, with all the books about dinosaurs, all of them, the secular books that were available at the time, they all taught from an evolution perspective that life happened by accident, that it was, that it just undermined God as creator. Evolution says we evolved from apes and have no souls, basically. That's implied or explicitly stated in the books on evolution. And then in the fifth grade, I went to transfer to public school, and I was a, an atheist within a year, less than a year. I was taught evolution in public school, fifth grade, science class, and I bought it hook, line, and sinker. That the whole thing happened by accident, 
and uh, it destroyed me for years. It uh, went into drugs and to rebellion and into uh, depression and so forth for years and years. I finally came back to the Lord in college, part of it because I saw that the complexity of life is such that it could not happen by chance, by accident. And I, a lot of my apologetic articles are written against the Darwinian evolution myth, and it is a myth. And I also teach about UFOs and UFOlogy, that's a major thing that, of deception. Uh, that I take the position that UFOs come from the spirit world. They are not metal spaceships from other planets. That's called the, the what I the view I take is the interdimensional view. It's that um, UFOs are demonic entities. They bring deceptive religions like Scientology and other cults, UFO cults. They teach religion. These abductions, so-called abductions, that take place. They are taught things about. Uh, religion and philosophy and it's uh, against Christianity it's demonic Amen. The, um, UFOs but I attack evolution by saying that one the, it's impossible for, for the first living cell the first bacteria let's say could not have formed by chance in the primordial ooze of the early earth if you look at the uh, one million a uh, long DNA chain. That's a, a bacteria has a million nucleotide base pairs in its DNA. For that million uh, chain to happen by chance, it would never happen in a trillion years if the whole universe was primordial ooze. Mm -hmm. That's just the first step of evolution: is the from non-life to life. That could never happen. Even the proteins are, a, a typical cell has over 200 proteins, uh, and the um, average pro the smallest proteins are 400 nucleotide base pairs. That could never happen. They all have to be precisely sequenced for a functional protein. That could not happen by chance. Also, I say that genetic mutations is uh, that's what the evolutionists say that favorable mutations in evolution replication errors in the DNA supposedly cause life to advance into more complex forms well new mutations are destructive errors they shuffle and delete base pairs they don't bring or add base pairs to the DNA to form a more ad advantageous life forms yeah I think uh, so, as we sit there and you're, I'm talking with that Papa Tom's going to agree with this, is we were all growing up, you start, you know, in schools, that's what they were teaching and stuff, and it was always, you know, from an elementary level, when I start looking at that, the first thing is there always has to be a missing link somewhere to make any of those theories even come, you know, what, what's always that, well, I can tell you what that missing link is, a missing God in that whole thing, but we sit there and we talk about, you read a, Tom is, Papa Tom has written children's books. You've talked about just going to school and what we, we, as you're going through school, what we're being taught and stuff brings me back to where the culture we live in today, what our kids are being taught, mm -hmm. how important it is. That's what I love about this conference is the fact that fatherhood was one of the main things, that one of the topics that's being talked about is we need to make sure that we are parents with our mm -hmm. kids and stuff. It shouldn't We shouldn't leave it to school systems and society to, to to educate well to a degree yeah we do but as far as 
breathing faith into them and, and God's word, that's our responsibility. I uh, would have mentioned something. I was raised Roman Catholic as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Born in Brooklyn, New York, grew up on Long Island. I was the oldest of eight children. And I now, I currently have six children and 15 grandchildren. Four of them in heaven already, and 11 still on the earth. I'm expecting God for more. So being a father and father, fatherness, father, uh, the aspect of fatherness is something that's been very important to me uh, in my life. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, I was raised... Uh, Roman Catholic, went to Catholic school, went to uh, an all-boys Catholic school in Long Island called Chaminade, and then later went to Georgetown University, which was founded by Jesuits, actually. Oh, right. And one of the think thinking processes of uh, education that came out of the Jesuits is I'm not going to teach you uh, what to think, I'm going to teach you how to think. Yes. And uh, they kind of violated that over the years, I think, because they wanted to go into a, another process of actually telling us what to think. That aside, when you get back to evolution, you get that to the point of thinking there had to be an uncreated being. There had to be something that existed before everything existed. It, it mm -hmm. just follows from logic. Mm -hmm. And so the uncreated being had to exist in order to create things. And one thing the devil can do is he can't create anything out of nothing, but God can. And he speaks it into existence by the word of his mouth. In fact, he keeps everything, according to the scripture, he keeps everything together by the power of his word. And that could be a Hebrew idiom that says the power of his word and the word of his power. It goes both ways. And everything continues to exist that way. Um, so, yes, I'm in total uh, agreement and understanding of what it is because we don't understand uh, God as f Father and we don't understand that the God who is our Father is a creator. Yes, you know, absolutely. Jesus didn't come as a rabbi. Didn't, Jesus didn't come as a teacher. We hear um, it that he comes as a carpenter, but if you actually look at that Hebrew word for carpenter, you know what it really means? Builder. He's a builder or you know, somebody who works with stone, not just wood, but stone, anything to build something. So why was his occupation of his father Joseph a builder? And that was what Jesus was taught, and that was just an example to us. Because nothing is left, you know, perchance, by happenstance. Yep. Well, I'll be back in just a moment. Kingdom Pursuits, we've got uh, Bill and uh, Papa Tom, and I'll tell you what. Great morning and a great conversation as they're talking about growing up Roman Catholic. I went to Catholic school and... You did? Yep, Catholic school. Uh, three through, Catholics. Yeah, three well, Catholics. well, I was always <laughs> Southern Baptist. That was my, my brain was always in turmoil, believe me. Be back in just a moment. Kingdom Pursuits. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. We're live at the Men Up Conference in uh, Fort Mill, South Carolina at the Morning Star uh, Ministries campus. And two great guests with me this morning. I've really enjoyed uh, just diving in and hearing your background and stuff. Is uh, Before we go into anything else, I do want to give the opportunity to make sure you tell us a way to get in touch with you and, and to link up with you through the radio station or websites and Online, mm -hmm. Bill definitely has a uh, online presence. Sounds like, and yes. one of the things is we're, we're moving in, and as I said about this conference, is the fact that I think 
sometimes men haven't been parents. And I think a lot of the issues we see with our, this younger generation is the fact that sometimes we've, we've dropped the ball. And I'll, I'll share this story. One of the things that my daughter, when she was growing up, loved competitive cheerleading, did it for years and years. And I don't particularly care. that I mean, no, I love cheerleading. And over the course of, for 10 years of school, she did competitive cheerleading. We traveled all over the country. Then she cheered at Liberty University. So I was cheerleading's biggest cheerleader. But we were able to be in the car, me and admire her mom and stuff. And we were able to not only just talk about what was important to her, but what would be important to her moving forward in life and stuff. And be able to, you know, let our relationship with Christ be transparent to her and stuff. And, and so many times we miss those opportunities. And I know that... that Papa Tom here has written book, uh, say children's books and stuff, and, and, and I'm sure you see it as a, as a parent and a and grandparent. And Bill has also, when you start looking at what is what our kids are being taught, it is scary. Mm-hmm. Our, yes, that's what the is. enemy uses is fear. Absolutely. Each one of the books, which will be 12, I've written three of them already, deals with a certain fear the child's likely to have. The first book deals with the identity, not knowing who you are. The second one deals with gender dysphoria, and it really deals with the spirit of confusion. The third one is the spirit of deception. But evil is always trying to attack us with fear. That's why he's trying to control. That's how he controls us through fear and some one of all of his various forms. And you know from Scripture, the perfect love casts out all fear. So where do you get the perfect love from? God the Father, and that's the solution to every in every one of the books. Yeah. And how would uh, somebody wants to get the books? or wants to hear your, your, your radio show, mm-hmm. tell us how you do that. Well, the radio show uh, is 105.9 uh, FM in the local area. But if you want to listen to it in the podcast and so forth, it's thefathersheartmedia.com. And then on Facebook, you can find facebook.com, Papa Tom's Tales. So between those two locations, you can find the video podcasts or the books or whatever. And you also get the books on Amazon, by the way. I'm relaunching the books again on Amazon in another week. So you'll be able to pull those down and uh, uh, trust that you'll enjoy them. It'll be effective in your probably There's 24 points of biblical truth in each one of the books. And there's one or two things that God has revealed to me, uh, revelatory things that I put in the books that most parents probably won't know. Okay, we look forward to that. Bill, how about you? What, what's going on in the ministry, and how do we get in touch with you? And, and You can get in touch with me through my website, ministry website, which is bnugent.org. That's B-N-U-G-E-N-T dot org. That's uh, Nugent is spelled just like Ted Nugent's. I was going to say, you so. play the guitar? <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to take that up. Yeah, he's quite a guy, yeah. right? Ted Nugent. But yeah, bnugent.org. And I have the articles on apologetics, uh, defending the faith. I have articles written about, as I've mentioned, uh, against evolution, showing the scientific flaws of that theory, which are many. Also, I write articles about UFOs, UFOlogy, explain where they come from. They are not metal spaceships. They are from another dimension. And that's uh, uh, even secular 
uh, UFOologists are coming around to that, seeing that these things are not metal. These things are something from demonic realm or spiritual realm, they would call it, and they are malevolent. They are not for us. They teach deception. The demonic UFOs, that is, that come I, are from. Are you saying, Ted, that. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> Bill, that um, the aliens are actually demons? Yes. Yeah, the, the demonic uh, realm. Ex uh, these UFOs, they show no chemtrails, they show no means of, of propulsion, they shoot along and take angular movements that are physically impossible. Even a solid metal ball would be blown to pieces if they went at the, you know, ten times the speed of sound or whatever they mm. clock them at and take 90 degree turns instantly, things like that. Mm -hmm. And they appear in various forms, lights in the sky, they appear with lights below the ocean surface. There's mm -hmm. all kinds of weird manifestations that would be physically impossible, mm -hmm. even if you, you know, even our advanced understanding of physics would show that it'd be impossible. So it's not physical, it's from the other realm, it's from the realm of spirit. I agree with that. Yeah. And I also, uh, if I might add something to it, the prophets are saying that there's going to be an event that the cabal and the New World Order people are going to event, which is going to be this, oh my God, if the aliens are, are going to be coming, you know, down to us to cause fear again, yeah, to drive us right, into yeah. a place mm. of, you know, we need security, so we're going to give up our freedom to the cabal and the, these people. Well, uh, because you're being scared. And what you're, you're talking, which is really interesting to me, because right now mm. we're in a, a time where that is sort of taken, you know, back to the back move from the back of the theater to the front of the theater in a way where it's, it's a subject that's being talked about a lot i mean you turn the tv on and stuff so what kind of feedback are you getting as people as you're tell as you're speaking on this and of course having not just a, a, the scientific backup but also spiritual backup I get a lot of response from the articles and it's in interesting i get a significant uh, amount of response from india Hmm. Uh, the uh, Hinduism, and I teach on the fact that uh, modern science arose in the 1600s. Everything that, uh, all the technology we're using now, cell phones, uh, jet propulsion, all of the basic fundamental breakthroughs of science occurred in the 1600s by Christian men like uh, Robert Boyle, who changed alchemy, medieval alchemy, to modern chemistry. He was the founder of chemistry. Then there's Blaise Pascal, there's uh, Sir Isaac Newton uh, and physics and laws of motion. All of these happened in the 1600s. And that came out of the, because the Bible was available to the entire continent of Europe in the 1500s, a century before, that the Bible was read in the churches almost 24-7 in the mid-1500s. It was by order of King Henry VIII and the other. Uh, they, they ordered the Bible to be read. The people were largely illiterate. They had to go to the church and hear somebody read the Bible. And they, the Bible was the only book. They had no magazines. They had no novels. They had no travel literature. They had, the Bible was it, no newspapers even. And so the, the, the continent of Europe became Bible literate in the 1500s, 1600s, and it revolutionized the thinking of the people. They had a biblical worldview that God is transcendent. He's above his creation. He's not infused throughout his creation like the Hindus say. 
and that he is not uh, pantheism. God is everywhere in everything. And you don't do experiments in a pantheistic uh, mindset because uh, Hinduism teaches literally that the physical world is an illusion called Maya or illusion. So they didn't do any science in Hinduism. So the Indian people who read my articles when I discuss that, and I discuss that in several articles, they were fascinated by that. I know they're Christians already, the ones who get the articles. Uh -huh. But they want to reprint the articles and so forth and distribute them there. And because of, they see the... Uh, they see, of course, they're Christians because they believe in forgiveness of sins and receiving Christ as Savior and receiving uh, eternal life. That's why they're Christians in the first place. But they see the connection between the uh, Bible and other things like science and the Industrial Revolution and uh, modern society and so forth, modern uh, science and technology. And that really fascinates them. They're very industrious people and they're very uh, high-tech now. India is really producing a lot of high-tech people. But they see that it comes out of the biblical worldview. Guys, we're going to be right back in just a moment. Uh, Kingdom Pursuits, uh, I'm Jerry Matheson. When we come back to the last segment, I just want to touch into a little bit of share with uh, what you're hearing, especially from younger people. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits. Again, I'm Jerry Matheson. Real quick, we're going to just uh, kind of, because we don't have this as a short segment, going to dive in a little bit. I said, you know, what's, what, what kind of feedback as you're, as people picking up the, the, the books that Papa Tom is writing and stuff and the parents are sharing them with their kids and also on the, on the radio show and also what's going on in the ministry, you know, we are certainly in a society that, that even, you know, we talked about a little bit about and go into what college age kids but what is happening even in the elementary schools is is frightening evil is going against the children obviously we had for years uh, and the enemies tried to kill the children before they were born with abortion now he's going into uh taking over the universities but as you said before it's going earlier and earlier into the elementary schools i think the biggest thing these he's promoting because evil he's promoting is this whole transgender thing to the children in the elementary schools. I've heard reports of somewhere around uh, 25 to 30 percent of the girls, young girls, in elementary schools are now testing with, you know, um, the transgender thought process and anti-puberty blocking drugs and things like this. Um, you know, it's, 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 again, the force behind it is fear. And transgender is simply a tool to attack the children. And the end game for that is the devil can't reproduce. When God first created man, he said, be fruitful and multiply. So human beings can be multiply. The whole LGBTQ world is in the image and likeness of Satan. Because Satan can't reproduce. So he wants to impose upon human beings, take away our ability to reproduce. That's why the whole agenda to you know, mutilate our, our genitals of the children to stop them from reproducing. It, it's crazy, but it's, it's, it's evil. And that's where the, the attack is on our, on our society right now is against the kids. Yeah, Satan's using that to, to destroy the family. I yes. mean, that's, you know, no doubt about it. And, you know, as I said, my daughter is an elementary teacher. And, you know, mm -hmm. what these kids need to be able to learn how to, they should be learning how to write their name, spell their name, simple math, 
learning how to read. Instead, we're more worried about teaching them that it's all right if maybe you you know, it goes off 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 the railroad tracks. I mean, it is just unbelievable. Political indoctrination, yeah, is basically what it is that they're doing now. Critical race theory is a, a misrepresentation of American history, showing it solely through the eyes of through the lens of uh, racism, and uh, it doesn't show any of the positive that after the Civil War, when they uh, the black universities were founded and fu funded by whites uh, from the north who wanted to uh, educate the black uh, newly released slaves and that was a, a glorious thing and ever since then and the, the evangelism among the African Americans uh, even overseas in Haiti and Africa that uh, white missionaries brought the gospel to uh, black America and blacks overseas and in Africa did wonderful things for mm -hmm for African-American people. Now, there was racism. I, back in the 1970s, they taught about the uh, racism in America. We, we, it was never hidden. We, we learned about slavery. We learned about what some of the Jim Crow laws and things that happened after slavery. But we also learned about the good, about the people who crossed the, the color line in a positive way throughout American history. Now, this critical race theory is just so totally negative and alienating between the races to bring Probably resentment so. and, and, and uh, hatred between the races. It's to divide and conquer us. Now you're a student of uh, evolution, right? I've, I've come against evolution, shown the scientific flaws of evolution. In 1859, we've had racism for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. In 1859, under the origin of species, Charles Darwin, mm -hmm. for the first time ever, he applied racism to color of skin. He divided the human race into four colors white, yellow, red, and black, and began to discuss that the black people were closest to the apes, and That's therefore right. they, they, were, right, yes. they were not as uh, evolved as That's the white race was. Yeah. And that was picked up by Cecil Rhodes. It was picked up by, the, because he's Anglophile, which he believed that the English should rule the world and that America yeah. should come back onto the English. Yeah. This whole thing germinated out of that 1859 evolution. In his book, process. 1872, The Descent of Man, which is openly racist, mm -hmm. it was a follow up to Origin of Species, The, mm -hmm. the Descent of Man, showing, like, saying that blacks were closer to the apes of Africa and things like that, uh, and just very condescendingly. Uh, speaking of uh, Africans and Asians too, they believe Asians uh, evolved from orangutans, which is an Eastern uh, ape, and so uh, that was uh, gave great fuel to uh, racism. The but these Satan, Satan just yeah, yeah Satan knows. I mean, Satan will use the tools that's in front of him that that we allow him to, and that's one of the tools he has. You know you. Granted, there's always racism, and, and do I think that, it's, that that everything has always been equal? Absolutely not. But do I think that we are inherently a a racist nation? No, I don't. And and we go repented. We repented of right, racism. Absolutely, and when not I look perfectly, at, but we've repented of. When I look at the cross, Jesus uh, died on that cross because all lives matter, and that's, that's what we right. need to, to to make sure we know. Great morning this morning, Papa Tom. Again, real quick. How do you get, what's the radio show? 105.9 FM. Bill? BeNugent.org. B-N-U-G-E-N-T.org. This is the Truth Network.